it's his personality. Very quickly, I'm going to show you. We, we have a book. Somebody said I didn't write a book. I, I wrote an encyclopedia. 443 pages, A Year in the Word with Blaine. Some of you bought it last year. Chocolate Bob, where are you at? There you are. I think he, I think he bought like eight in a row. You know, just came. I'm gonna give them away. Yeah. And uh, I, I was asking about you last night. I, I, I forgot the chocolate part. I just knew you were Bob, but I, I forgot the chocolate. But what a sweet man. And um, anyway, get my book. It's, it's, it'll help you. You know, I know this never happens in Iowa, but in Ohio, we have Christians who never read the Bible from Sunday to Sunday. And um, like I said, it would never happen in, in Iowa. But but um, just give me six to eight minutes a day and read what I said. Give me 15 to 20 minutes and get out your Bible and look up the verses. It'll help you. Not because it's Blaine, but because it's God's word. Amen. We do have a few of these left. They're a little cheaper than the other one out there, but I found an oasis of love right there. If you want to get the oasis of love to go with the, this is the keeper right here. We didn't sing that song today, but it said, I'm a certified New Testament, word of faith, grace-filled Jesus junkie. Come on now. And, and, and we figured, and we figured if, if, uh, if uh, uh, Carrie Underwood could, could put a, script, a schedule on hers, we can too, baby. Look at there. Come on now. And right there, bless God, it says Cedar Rapids right at the top, right there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so um, get you a shirt out there, a CD. We do have CDs. This is a new one called Oasis of Love. We sang two or three off of it today. Anyway, thank you for letting me do a little minute commercial there. Um, Yes, sir. Did, did I see you bringing me water? Ha, ha. Amen. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, today for just a few moments. I th- actually, I think they're going to put up the scriptures for us here today. Uh, turn to Isaiah 54, and um, we're going to share an uh, expository message here with you. You know, uh, different kinds of preaching. My favorite is expository style, they call it. Um, just... Uh, verse after verse, and um, I know you've had a, gr- a grace emphasis this month. I uh, wanted to tell you, uh, just the Lord, the first of the year, and I'm, I'm not one every couple minutes, the Lord said, the Lord said. I think it kind of cheapens it sometimes when you do that. But when you know that God has spoke, uh, he surely pressed on my heart the first of the year to, to preach grace this year or grace-centered, grace-driven messages. And, uh, excuse me, I'll try to stay true to that. And um, I want to make a comment here about Isaiah. First of all, I I saw this this week and had it laminated. Do you know your hymns? The dentist hymn, crown him with many crowns. (laughs) The contractor's hymn, the church's one foundation. The golfer's hymn, there's a green hill far away. (laughs) The gossip's hymn, pass it on. The electrician's hymn, send the light. (laughs) Oh, I love it. The massage therapist's hymn, he touched me. (laughs) That's weird, anyway. And, 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 And for those who speed on the highway, a few hymns, 55 miles an hour, God will take care of you. 75 miles an hour, near my God to thee. 85 miles an hour, this world is not my home. 95 miles an hour, Lord, I'm coming home. 100 miles an hour, precious memories. Okay, there you go. That's, that's amazing. I'm not kidding, Pastor. God's blessed you here, man. You got a lively bunch. I mean, you, you could have 
this many people sitting here doing their impression of a tree stump, but, but, but they, really, they really are alive. Give yourselves a hand clap. Come on. I like you. And I'm telling you, to, to, to be honest with you, I needed you. I mean, we get out here in the trenches, man, and some of the places I go, God, what am I doing here? He says, shut up and sing. Just do what I told you to do today and you'll, it'll all be good. But uh, Isaiah 54, a few years back, I did a series, I teach during the week. Uh, there's probably 20 churches around Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky that have me in sometimes for a month of Wednesdays. And uh, I do eight to 10 of them a year. I take off July and August to do my way far out of town stuff. But uh, we... Uh, we, we, when churches quit having revivals and so forth, I started doing these seminars. I love the word. I hand out a, a, an outline. We get in the word for an hour on Wednesday nights usually. And I did a series of some, some time ago called The Epistles, The Letters of Paul in Isaiah. And you'll say, well, that was 700 years before Paul was even here. That's what's so beautiful about it. The thing about prophecy in the Bible, of course, the prophet Isaiah was primarily speaking to the house of Israel and, the, and then the house of Judah. It was God's people at that time. But right in the middle of everything, God would, would start talking about something coming later. Like he would be saying something about the Assyrians coming and what's going on today in Israel. And then all, all of a sudden, Oh, yeah, and he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. Back to the news. It was like, I'm serious, especially the book of Isaiah. There's others too, but Isaiah's full of this. Prophecies about the Messiah. Prophecies about the new covenant. Well, as I read these, I love the whole book. I just reread it not too long ago. But uh, chapters 53, 54, and 55 are, are about Jesus and very New Testament Oriented. It's, it's almost like you're reading Paul. Uh, 53, it's a suffering servant, uh, the, 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 the one who died for us, Jesus, and that's those prophecies. He was wounded for our transgressions. 54 is, is the covenant that he brought to us. In other words, the blessings that came because of 53. 54 are the blessings listed of what 53 accomplished. Then in 55, it's where the rubber meets the road, how to live it, amen. His word will not return void, etc. We're not gonna preach the whole thing. I just did a highlight for you there in 30 seconds. But look at 54. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing, cry aloud, you that did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine inheritance. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. You know, one thing I love about God, um, he, he wants to make us better. He wants to increase us. And there's more, I'm not just talking about money or something. We're talking about just life, just enjoying the blessing of the Lord. How many of you are, 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 are riding the crest of that wave right now, the blessing of the Lord in your life, amen? Well, if, if you're not, if you cannot honestly lift your hand, I brought good news from Cincinnati. I, God will do that for you. God does not want you to quit dreaming. Come on, amen. God does not want you to quit thinking that things can be better. One thing I hate, one demon I hate more than any is a spirit of hopelessness when people just have no hope and nothing to look forward to. I wanna tell you First Timothy chapter one, verse one, the apostle Paul called Jesus our hope. Hope is not just something, it's a person. Who all's glad you have Jesus today? And he is our hope. 
Think bigger. Oh, Brother Bowman, what, 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 what if I don't get it? Well, I'd rather add, I'd ask for 100 and get 50 than pray for zero and get all of it. <laughs> Try, move, do something. I was at a church one night. We played every style of music we knew. Bro. I mean, I even turned on my distortion pedal and just did some rock and roll. And, and these people would not move. I mean, I know it takes the Lord, and I know they might have been through a bad time, but I just, finally, after an hour and a half, I looked out and said, folks, a little bit of movement is a sign of life. <laughs> it will not hurt you to move a little bit, or, you know, do something. Even if it's wrong, we can correct mistakes, but we can't do anything with an old dead head. Come on. Think about that. Lengthen your cords, strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Listen, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Now, I know we're, we're kind of weeding through this, excuse me, to try to find the New Testament perspective, but I love the part there about the Gentiles. How many of you glad you got invited to the party? See, see, God, well, we love Israel and we pray for the peace of Israel and don't get me started what's going on over there. But I, I, I tell you what, I'm just so glad. See, God had to use somebody to get his son into the world and, and they were blessed to be the people through which he came, the tribe of Judah, amen? But, 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 but God's original intent was in Genesis when he said uh, to Abraham in chapter 12, he said, in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Well, when it said all families, it meant mine. And Jesus came and, and he came to his own. His own received him not, you understand? And prim, primarily to the Jewish people, the Israelite nation. And then in Acts chapter one, up to about chapter seven, I'm giving you an overview here. From Acts one through seven, it was primarily a Jewish church. But God did the unthinkable, hallelujah. In chapter eight, he invited the Samaritans. And they were Gentiles, or excuse me, they were Jews that had mingled with Gentiles and had babies. Uh, there was a woman called the, the, the Samaritan woman at the, at, at, uh, the well. We, we call her the woman at the well because that was her name, woman at the well. And, uh, and <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Her name was woman at the well. And, 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 and she was surprised that you being a Jew would speak to me, a Samaritan. I got news for you, baby. I don't care red, yellow, black, and white, what color you are, what nationality you are. Jesus will talk to everybody. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll talk to everybody. And you know the story there. She got her life changed. And my point is this. Then in chapter 8, then up in chapter 10, God did the unthinkable. He invited the, <laughs> the bacon eaters. He invited the bacon eaters. I mean, I mean, Simon Peter's up on his rooftop being spiritual, listening to his Bethel CD, you know. Uh, praise the Lord, yeah. Little earphones in, you know. And all of a sudden, this big sheet comes down out of the sky. Hey, you. Go kill and eat these wild animals. He goes, nah, baby, nah. I'm a Jew boy. I don't do bacon. I wish I could, but I do not do bacon. <laughs> he said, what I've cleansed, don't you call common. Get up off your blessed assurance. Turn off that music and get over there to Cornelius' house. Come on. Can't you see while he was getting close to the house, they were having a pig roast. 
what am I doing here? What am I doing here? You know, and, and you know the story. They got saved. They didn't even sing just as I am. They didn't have the organ going. They didn't give an altar call. They didn't say repeat after me. The Bible says, while Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on those who heard the word. Come on, amen. Are you listening to me? See, God, God just looks for hunger. Nothing wrong with an organized prayer. But my point is, you get hungry, God will give it to you before you even start talking. Gentiles invited to the party. Hallelujah. Verse four, fear not. For thou shalt, now they say, I've not looked them all up, but I, I'm just trusting whoever said this. Uh, there are 365 times in scripture God says to not be afraid. 365 days, okay. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. <laughs> Look at verses five and six. For thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of the whole world shall I be called. The Lord shall call thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, a wife of youth when thou wast refused, saith thy God. Did you notice verse four says, you will forget the shame of your youth. You know, every 18 to 25 year old needs locked up for seven years <laughs> in a cage because some of the dumbest things people do are between 18 and 25 that totally alter the rest of their lives. Now we got some knuckleheads that are trying to get nine-year-olds to do it, but anyway. Okay. Lord, help me stay sanctified during this sermon. <laughs> things you've done that you regret when you're 60, maybe when you're 50. You think back, why, did, why in the world, what was I thinking? Why did I get in the car with those guys? Why did I do that? Well, I have good news for you. Now, you know, there's a reaping and sowing. Just because you get, give your heart to Jesus in prison doesn't mean you get out the next day, okay? There's some reaping and sowing, but we serve a God of forgiveness, hallelujah. He said, I'll make it so good that you'll forget the goofy things of your youth. Come on. I'm speaking hope to somebody today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm speaking hope to someone today. How many of you are glad that we have a God that said in Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Now listen, this is a Bowmanism. I have some Bowmanisms in my book, maybe eight or 10, not many Bowmanisms. Really, I call them, I call them Blainisms. And uh, it's little things that Blaine believes, and, and I'm sure I'm right. And, and when you get to heaven, the Lord will let you know that I was right. But, um, but uh, <laughs> look at verse seven. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Listen to this verse. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness ever and mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy redeemer. Now listen. I got to think about me. I was born in 56, June 23rd, 1956. Never one time do I ever remember in his wrath, he hid his face from me for a moment. I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere with this and I'm not getting weird. Go read the Apostle Paul and you'll see I'm right. When God looked at Calvary, he did not just see a lonely man on a lonely hill about to die a lonely death. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Romans chapter six says, we're buried with him in baptism. Come on, amen. Ephesians chapter one says that, that, uh, that we've been lifted up and made to sit together 
together with him in heavenly places. So in one sense, when he's on the cross and he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He forsook us that day because he didn't just see Jesus, he saw us. Come on. But look at the next part. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall go no more over the earth, so have I sworn I would not be wroth with thee nor rebuke thee. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, Pastor Harris, God is mad at me. <laughs> Sweetheart, if God was mad at you, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> he hasn't forgot how to do that open up the earth thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the big hot rocks that come down out of the sky, he ain't forgot how to throw them, you know what I mean? Jesus, you hit Sodom, I'll hit Gomorrah. But the point is, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. And God took out his wrath on his son. I'm preaching grace to you right now, boys and girls. God took his wrath out on his son so he wouldn't have to take it out on you. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all judgment to myself. The word men was added. In the context, he's talking about judgment. Jesus was like a magnet in a room full of thumbtacks. And your sin and my sin and everybody else's sin was put on him at the cross. How many of you are glad that he bore that sin for you so you wouldn't have to bear it into eternity? Now, that doesn't mean you automatically go to heaven. There's this thing called repentance. Somebody say amen, which simply means turn around, go the other way, quit going your way, amen. Look at the promises. Go up to verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Great verse there to hold on to when a jihad is called. Come on now. Did you read that? And from terror. This is a Pentecostal charismatic church. You're allowed to be demonstrative occasionally. Somebody get halfway happy, and from terror, and from terror... Hallelujah. Getting back on that thing about God being mad at you. People, you invite them 50 years in a row, they still never come. I couldn't go to church. Well, if I went to church, you know, the roof would cave in. God struck me with lightning if I went to church. I always say, no, if God was gonna kill you, he'd get you in a parking lot. Why would he mess up his pretty church just to kill you? Who do you think you are? special or something, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm being sarcastic, being goofy here, but I'm trying to get you to see God is doing everything he can to not destroy you. Come on, to not, to not have to spend eternity away from him. Turn to Titus chapter three. Speaking of Titus, we've already mentioned Titus today, haven't we? Amen. Y'all are wonderful. Thank you, beautiful people, for being here today. Amen. Titus chapter three, I know they're putting them up, but I'll uh, read it out of my Bible here. Uh, Titus chapter three, he's talking, I love this because it, it kind of tells our history. The, the apostle Paul tells Titus what happened to all of us. Look at verse one. Put, put them in, in, in mind to be, uh, to be subject to principalities and powers and obey magistrates and, to, and ready for every good work to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves were, look at somebody close to you and say were. Look at somebody close to you and say past tense, were. 
So now when it says were, it means probably as a Christian, you shouldn't be practicing any of this, okay? Foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers or all kinds of lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, I was reading that one, one day, Pastor Harrison jumped off the page of me, but after that, but after that, but after that, every one of us need a, but after that. If you've not had your, but after that, you need that to happen. It can even happen right here today. Now, technically, Jesus paid the price a long time ago. Jesus didn't have to come back down and give his life on the cross when, when you get saved. The price has been paid, but you must receive him. How many of you could truthfully lift your hand if you're plugged into what I'm trying to say to you today have, have had your, but after that. <laughs> Come on. But after that. One more verse after this and we're done. Look here. But after that, look what it said there in verse number four. The love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Not by works. Of, did you wear your shouting clothes? You should never come to church without your shouting clothes on. Listen, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, and being justified by his what? What's the emphasis in October here? Grace. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At some point in the message, people love to hear these words. In closing, (laughs) we have some festivities going on here, so we're not gonna hold you much longer, but I must share this. I must share this. Give me two or three minutes to do a little commentary on on this after we read it and we'll let you go. Look at chapter five, verse 17 through 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Listen, to wit that God or to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation. You know, people, people say, well, see there, the whole world's been reconciled. Uh, there's, there's bad teaching. It comes and goes every 20, 25 years. It surfaces again, you know, ultimate reconciliation, you know, you know universalism. Jesus died for everybody, so everybody's automatically saved. But it's true that he reconciled us through the blood of his son, Jesus. But then look at verse 20. Now, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. So if you're automatically reconciled to God, why did Paul need to tell them to be reconciled to God? It's because they weren't reconciled yet. The, the, the price was paid for their reconciliation, but you must receive it. And in closing, every Pentecostal preacher is allowed two to three closings. It's <laughs> a three, three pastors. We're, we're circling, we're circling the airport, okay? We're just about to land. Just about to land here. This guy just came up here today, put his arms out, hug me, man. You're all right with me, bro. For he hath made him, look at that verse. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Verse 21, that we might be made the righteousness 
of God in him. I've read that for all my Christian life. Got saved 50 years ago, but not till maybe 15 years ago, I noticed the two maids, King James Version. He made him to be sin and he made me his righteousness. Now I have no righteousness in myself, but it's, it's called a gift in Romans 5, 17. You can't earn a gift, you know, my son-in-law got me some cologne a couple Christmases ago and, and it, it was Keith Urban cologne, you know. And then I got more comments on that. I even ordered it again myself. And, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when he handed me that cologne, I didn't look across the room and say, so how much I owe you, Mike? He said, you don't owe me anything, man, it's a gift. And I wore that and I guarantee you, see, I have a, I have a guitar strap on my guitar that's polka dot like Eric Clapton. I play a Stratocaster like Clapton and I had on Urban Cologne. I played guitar better when I do that. <laughs> Keith Urban and Eric Clapton, that's a good company to keep right there. But um, uh, my, my, my point is, is this, boys and girls, he made him to be sin so he could make you righteous. Holiness is related to righteousness, but it's a somewhat different. Holiness is more character, morals, behavior, how it plays out in your life. We become holy. He sanctifies us. But the minute you get saved, God calls you the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. I want my band to come back to the stage here and we're gonna close today. Can you thank God for his word today? Can you thank God for his word today? He made him to be sin. Think, think about that with me, boys and girls. He made him to be sin so he could make us his righteousness. I say it this way. He became what I was so, he could become, so I could become what he is. Now, don't go get out, go weird and say, I'm Jesus. No, you're not Jesus. Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. But he made these things available to us. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know what would hurt us at all just to give me that G chord again. I don't know why Jesus loved me. Great song, really. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Sing it. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad so glad he did. Well, you got a, I got a choir here, Pastor Harris. Sing it with me. I don't know why Jesus loved me. Look at that smile on that pretty lady's face. I don't know why he cared. Don't know why he sacrificed his life. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad. Let me do the middle part. Listen to this. He left his mighty throne in glory to bring to us redemption story. Here's the good news. Then he died and he rose again just for you and me. Oh, and I'm glad. So glad he did. Hit your hands and say with me, I don't know why. Jesus loved me. Say, I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he cared. Don't know why he sacrificed his life. I don't know why he sacrificed.
sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. Oh, let's give him praise today. Come on, everybody. Give him praise today. Clap your hands, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, let me, let me do this before Pastor Harris comes. This evangelist drove almost 600 miles yesterday. I love my hotel. I love the mattress. I love the pillow, actually. It wasn't a bell of hay. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jesus. Good breakfast. Fellowship last night with our friends at my favorite steakhouse. If I went home, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied, you know. But nothing would please this bunch more. Somebody is walking in darkness. Would say, Brother Blaine, I've had it. I, I gotta have what you've been singing about. I gotta have what you've been preaching about. Every Christian here came the same way. It's not like we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. We're all bad guys. It's called original sin. We're hell bent. We naturally slap kids when we're two years old. Because we're selfish. There's a man that came to change it. Not exterior to get to the inside, but inside to get to the exterior. He always starts on the inside. Is there anybody, you know, sometimes we have you close your eyes and all that, but let me just invite you. Is there anybody in this house to say, Brother Bowman, before I leave, I want to pray. Will you pray with me? I want to receive Jesus. Is there anybody, there, there's something in your heart saying, yes, I need that. Pray with me. Is there anyone today I can pray with? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where am I looking? Oh, yes, yes. Hey, bless your heart. Bless your heart, honey. Anybody else? This lady right here. Come on, give her a hand clap, man. She she's making a choice here. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll like them when you don't have to drag them up here. <laughs> yeah. It's come of their own accord. Now you understand what I'm talking about, don't you? That he became sin so you could be acceptable in his sight. Ready for heaven. Now we don't want to go today, but we're going to heaven, ain't we, after we pray. Amen? Now, I don't know her, maybe some of you do, but if there's anybody else, I want everybody in this house to pray with me. Once again, nothing magical about the prayer I pray. <laughs> it's, what, it's what you mean in your heart, right? Okay, let's all pray right now. And you pray after me, sweetheart. Say, Father in heaven, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, wash me in your blood. I believe you've been raised from the dead. Help me serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Sweetheart, amen. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that little tear. Oh, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Come, Pastor. I tell you what, yeah, and look at her. She, she had the Kleenex ready, didn't she? Listen, you see all these people? They love you. That pastor loves you. And you, and you, can, you can hook up here, okay? 
It'll be the best thing ever did. What's your name? Becky. This is Becky got saved. Come on. Come on. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Amen. What are you going to do, brother? Bless Amen. you, bless you. Hey, give me a key of G. I'm just playing. I'm so... I can do that. I can dance, but I can't sing. Only in heaven, brother. Only in heaven. Come on. Y'all gave me a key of G. That was, man, that is, that is, my worship band wouldn't do that. They're like, Psh. is Brent here? Brent, Brent, Brent's, he just looks at everybody, he's like, no, don't, don't give hey, me the key listen, of G. I want to say something too. Is it Josh? Is the guy's name? Josh, yeah, Josh, right there. Josh, where you at? Quit hiding up there. Put your hand up, brother. Hey, he made a sound. All we had to do was carry in drums and amplifiers. We got your piano, your PA, but you did a fine job today, brother. Thank you. Well done. Amen. Amen. Church, just a couple things before we go today. Um, some of y'all came in a little bit late, but this morning was about pastor appreciation for Pastor Mark and Debbie. Uh, pastor Mark has known uh, Blaine for 40 years. They've known each other for 433 years. I'm just playing, brother. <laughs> you are older than my parents, though. I love it. Hallelujah. There was jokes about age earlier, so. You're sweaty, dude. You got, you got your work on. You got your praise on. Praise God. Amen. We call that praiser size here. Praiser size. Remember Jazzer size in the 80s? Okay. I actually remember that. The other thing they did earlier with your voice, that was crazy. I had no clue what you guys were talking about. None. Past, no, I, I, sorry. I don't. I, what? Yeah, I know. I know. All you older people can slap me later. Uh, but, but Pastor Mark filled me in. You're younger. Okay, you watch old shows. That's awesome. Cool. Awesome. Uh, but hey, you guys blessed us today. Thank you so much for everything you did. We give him a hand. Amen. Hey, before we go, we're going to take up a love offering for Blaine Bowman and his band. Um, so if you feel free, if you want to fill something out, there's a little uh, piece of paper right there in, in the pews. You can write Blaine Bowman. You can write Blaine. You can write band. You can write those, those fun Ohio. Yeah, Ohio needs Jesus. That's true. Uh, we need to send money to Ohio and the nations. Hallelujah. Um, but no, uh, put something on there online. You can also give as well. We're just going to take up a fellowship uh, love offering here in just a moment. I just want to invite everybody. Hopefully you remember that today was Pastor Appreciation for Pastor Mark and Debbie. We're going to go over to the fellowship hall here in just one moment. Uh, there is some cupcakes. Uh, actually, Pastor Mark and Debbie, here when I'm praying, if you just bounce and go on over there, it'd be great. Um, and then bounce. Sorry, that's the thing we say, well, I say, in the office. And uh, Blaine is going to be out at his table, too. If you'd like to buy any uh, material or things like that, they showed some shirts and some CDs and the novel that he wrote. And then, um, and then also, Miss Sherry's out there, too, if you'd like to come to the Pastor Appreciation Celebration on Saturday. 
Uh, it's weird talking about yourself, but that's for my wife and I and our family. Uh, and then next Sunday is also a celebration um, for Pastor Appreciation and my friend who just prophesies and spits fire when he preaches his coming, and I cannot wait to hear him. He was my mentor and my pastor uh, for a while, and he is coming uh, from Arkansas uh, here, and he'll be here next week, which will be wonderful. So just want to pray before we go, and uh, feel free to come and bring your, your uh, love offering here in just a moment. Church, will you stand? We've been sitting a while, um, and we're going to pray. And don't forget, go over to the fellowship hall to honor Pastor Mark and Debbie and uh, tell them how much you love them. And I brought our card. Make sure you brought your card, hopefully, too. If you didn't, feel free. You can uh, give them to the office or give it to them next week, however you would like. All right, you ready? Praise God. Let's pray, and let's go eat some things that we probably shouldn't eat. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. What an amazing time. It is so good to have fun in the house of God. It's so good to remember what you've done. I thank you. Uh, for the blessing this band was to us this morning. Thank you so much, God. I pray that you bless them for blessing us. What an honor and a privilege it is that Pastor Mark and Debbie, that you, God, sent them here for us. What a blessing. He has an incredible teaching anointing on his life. I'm so thankful for his knowledge. I'm so thankful also that he can spell because I ask him all the time, God, how to spell things. And he is just a blessing in so many ways. I thank you for him and his wife. Uh, they're so easy to love, Lord. They, they love you and we love them and we love you as well. God, I pray that these next few moments uh, before we go today, uh, that you will be able uh, just to, to continue to bless us. Lord, I thank you for the young lady uh, or the lady today that she gave her heart to God. Thank you so much for that, God. She gave her life over to Jesus, and there's other people in the house today that I know are praying that prayer with us, that there are things going on in their life that they need, uh, your love, God, and your, your restoration. But I'm reminded in your word, it says, when someone comes to you, all of heaven rejoices. So we rejoice this morning with heaven, and we thank you that a soul was saved and, and is being uh, destined for heaven and in your arms. Lord, we love you. We love you so much, and we trust you in Jesus name if you agree church say amen. amen amen will you mind playing us something before we go church before you go today don't forget go over to the fellowship hall <laughs>